forever. Dog. Hey, it's another episode of It's a Mess Podcast. Yes, it is. I'm Peppermint. I'm Caswell. And we are here to improve your life. It's the beginning <laughs> of January. By now, it's the beginning of January. Okay, look, we'll try. It's the beginning of January. Yeah. It's a new year, yes. a new you, yes. and a new life. Podcast. A new lease on life, right? Mm-hmm. Podcast. <laughs> it's an advice podcast. And mm-hmm. we have absolutely no qualifications for giving you life advice. So this is, I guess, just entertainment. But we take ourselves very seriously. Yeah, very seriously. <laughs> very, very seriously. <clears throat> How you doing? Um, I'm good. I, wish, I mean, it's it was... It's been a whole like couple weeks. It's been the holidays. We haven't really seen right. each other. We've been recording, but we right. haven't seen each other. Right. Um, and so, how was your New Year? How was your holiday? Ah, uh, thanks for asking. Uh, I I worked on New Year's <laughs> Eve. That was good. I DJed at High Tops. Um, it was pretty late. It was busier than usual. Obviously, it was New Year's Eve. Christmas was cool. I just like kicked back with friends and went out to eat and got some dessert and watched a movie or something like that. I don't even remember, but I think that's what I did. Yeah. What did you do? You were family, right? Well, I was with family for Christmas, mm-hmm. um, but I, I didn't really do anything for New Year's. I kind of sat around and I went, I took myself to the movies um, and then I literally um, watched, I tuned in for the countdown for like, you know, the last minute. Uh, and then I just... Watched okay. I watched the entire in one day the entire first and second seasons of the show on YouTube called You. I don't know it. Um, which is about like basically an obsessive relationship. Um, and it's like a serial killer. It's like a th- it's like a fatal attraction for those of you that are over thirty. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's on Netflix and I watched that whole season. It's well, insane. Well, I just want to tell you, I called you last night at like 2.30 in the morning your time, maybe even 3 a.m. Because I just had a great idea that I, I, I forgot to tell it to you today. Is that like, oh. I think the next show that, oh the God. show that me and you have to watch together right now and watch at the same time instead of The Walking Dead because I'm past it is um, Love After Lockup season two, which just started. And I wanted to watch it yesterday with you. I wanted to watch 60 Days In with you. Oh shit, is there a new, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. It's a new season. Don't get too deep. We'll do that. We'll do that. 60 days <laughs> I in. watched one episode and I will wait, you Is it bitch. like season seven okay. now? Is it like season seven? It's season six okay. or seven. Season, uh, I think it's season six. Okay, that makes but sense. But one of them. I mean, I can't... It only came on two years ago. Like, when did it start getting season seven? Did they get a gay guy stopped. on it yet? It they never, never have a gay guy. And they, I always want to see a gay guy on that show to see what it's like I've, being gay. Some people that we might have had some suspicions, but we don't really know. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, let's get the show started. Anyway, it's true. It's time to get started. Before we jump in, though, we want to make sure that everybody knows that this is an advice podcast. Like we said, we, said we uh, take letters and submissions from people. How do people get uh, get in touch with this guy? Well, golly gee, thanks for asking. It's, <laughs> it's a mess at It's a Mess Podcast on Twitter. It just started. So subscribe, follow us uh, on Instagram. It's it, uh, It's a Mess Podcast as well. Hit us up with, uh, mm-hmm. you can DM us, but more likely actually just hit the email button in our in our Instagram, uh, shoot us an email. Mm-hmm. If you just shoot us an email from your uh, from your email account, then we are askcasandpep <laughs> at gmail.com or just go to our Instagram and solve all those problems. And every week we have a theme. So this week's theme is jealousy, mm. where, I mean, you don't have to explain much about jealousy. It's jealousy. Right. Jilted lovers, shady people, all that. But before we get started, 
It's time for our new weekly tradition, which we like to call Exemplary Queens. <laughs> this is where we celebrate movers and shakers and tastemakers in and out of the LGBTQIA community, people who are doing some good Bangs. Mm -hmm. So this week's exemplary queen is Magnus Hirschfeld, a German physician, sexologist, educated primarily in Germany, and an outspoken advocate for sexual minorities uh, who existed before Kinsey. And is also being credited as starting what is seen to be the gay liberation movement. During the sexual renaissance, which took place in Germany uh, during the Weimar Republic, and this was basically... The 15-year period uh, from about 1918 till 1933, uh, Mm. after the war, before Hitler, where queer people, musicians, artists, poetries were just living their fiercest lives and being as creative and sexually open and expressive as possible. There were so many ideals and people and, and artists who were expressing the type of things that today we're trying to fight for. Equality for queer people and women and minorities. What It existed in Germany during the Weimar sort of regime. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've talked about this kind of queer... Um, renaissance in the past. This is, uh, it spawned many other people like Lily Elb and who existed during this time and so many other people, Carl uh, Henrik Ulrich. Uh, also, we he was another exemplary queen that we had on the show. So this was like a really important time, formative time, not only for uh, the future of the LGBT movement, but also some, some for some people who deserve to live a queer, fabulous life. And so, uh, Magnus Hirschfeld was around during that time period, and a lot of his works uh, really, really took height and ideas really spread during that period. Uh, he's an out, He was an outspoken advocate for sexual minorities, and he lived in Nazi Germany, people. This is Nazi Germany. He was demonized for being Jewish, gay and left wing which is like a is is a triple minority it's not like a triple minority it is a triple minority in nazi germany (laughs) he pioneered uh sexological research and the sexual law reform um he also pioneered feminism and lgbt emancipation so all hail this week's exemplary queen magnus kirschfeld So now it is time to jump in to our questions. All right, so you want to start with the first question this week? I think I'm ready to do it. Yeah, why not? I'm ready for you. (laughs) All right, here goes. Question number one, cue music. Hey guys, I am a 24-year-old cisgender black female writing to you from Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm dating this fine light-skinned brother for the past five months. After our first month of dating seriously, I saw he was still following some Instagram thoughts when I looked at his phone. Mm -mm -mm. He told me not to worry about it and that he was going to unfollow them all. Mm -hmm. When I checked his phone when he was in the shower the other day, and he is still following all these Instagram models. We've gotten into a few fights about it, and he called me unreasonable and jealous and all that. But why does he need to follow all these hot girls when he's dating me? Mm-hmm. Not only does he follow them, he still likes some of their pictures, and and he's responded to a couple of their DMs. Oh, no. Should I break up with this guy? Some of my friends think I'm overreacting, but most of my friends have my back on this. 
What do you guys think? Signed, Ivy Wallbanger. <laughs> Ivy Wallbanger is definitely way too jealous. What? You are... Mm, go ahead, okay. Mm-hmm. What do you gotta say? First of all, first of all, what, what am I supposed what? to do? Am I, am I am I supposed to am I supposed to unfollow every hot guy that I happen to follow on Instagram just because now I'm in a relationship? I have to go through all of my phone and just like delete all the hot guys that I happen to be following. I mean, whether they're Instagram models or friends or go go boys or friends or whatever i mean that's just fucking stupid no you are completely wrong i'm okay okay there's a little bit of a difference here i don't really know but but i just think that this person is not only it's one thing to like follow a a movie star or follow on you know tom cruise or whoever you know you're not talking to tom cruise he's not dming you you're not you know make you know like you don't have a, a line of communication and i don't think i think DMing someone is pretty much almost the same as texting them. You know, like people, okay. people, I can, I, I have um, relationships with people who are friends who I've actually met up with and gone to the movies with and done stuff with who I don't even have their number. I just message them on Instagram and I know you do too. And so right. that's the same thing as having somebody's number. So there's a, so having a hot girl's number that you're texting is the same as DMing them on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And so it's not like you just follow them and it's a picture, like a poster up on the wall that you can't talk to. This is someone who had a hot girl or a hot boy who has your partner's number and that they're texting privately. That's a little it's different. Not exactly, it's not exactly the same thing as a number because not everyone has access to my number and they would have had to be someone kind of special or someone that I was trying to get with in the first place for them to get my number because they're hitting me up through through a DM on Instagram, they're just hitting me up through a platform that everyone has access to me to. So it's not exactly the same thing as when I give somebody. No, that's, that's, I didn't say it's the same thing as when you give someone your number. That's different. Your intention is different. I'm talking about the line of communication. And so like, okay, well, the line of communication is the DM, not a number then. So, because I think that there is a difference. I don't think it's the same thing. I mean, you, you do it the same way through texting, but it's, and can you, can you hit you up anytime? If you have your phone, they can hit you up. Yes, but I won't get it as, I won't get it immediately like I will on a text message. I'll just get it when I happen to jump on Instagram and check and see if I have any DMs. So That's because you have your, your Instagram notifications set differently. Some people have their Instagram notifications that every single time they get a message, it comes through just like they would with a text message. It is what it is. It's a DM, not a number. 120,000 people don't have my phone number, but they do have they do have access to hit me up through my DMs. Uh-huh. So there is a difference, okay? So there is a difference. Okay, there's a difference so between that, but but there's no but is there a difference between just like having a crush on someone that you don't know and will never know? This is the thing. A lot of people try to pass off Instagram people that you follow, models that you follow on Instagram, just like you would a pretty statue or a painting at the museum, as if it's harmless. It can't talk back. Why are you jealous? I don't have a connection with them. They're not talking to me. It's just a picture. I just have a crush. Why can't I admire and follow people? There's a difference between following someone like a celebrity. Like, I love Jason Momoa. I've prayed and I've probably done a few rosary beads to try to get him to come in my life. But I don't have his number and I can't DM him. I can't be in his ear. I can't be sending him private messages and pictures if I want to. And, I mean, I could DM him, but he's not DMing me back. Well, that's the thing. He, this person said that the husbands or whoever he is, they're, they're DMing back and forth. So it's not just like these Instagram thoughts are trying to message him and he's like, don't talk to me. We don't know that. He's responded to their DMs. So they have an open line of communication. 
And that's yeah. different than just having a crush on some chick on TV. Well, they said that he's responded to a couple of DMs, but they haven't said, I'm sure that if he, it was something scandalous, she would have put that in the email. She would have been like, oh my God. And then they were talking about meeting up someplace and blah, blah, blah. Look, it could have been like, oh, hey, baby, do you like this song? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, baby, do you like my hair like this? Yes. Oh, hey, baby, do you live in wherever you live? Yes. Like if it was something scandalous or next level, like they were going to link up or exchange numbers or start, you know, uh, uh, video chatting and FaceTime and shit like that, then she would have seen that she would have said it so it was obviously just a message back and forth whatever it was and if it was some type of big deal she wouldn't have said it hot people are gonna get in touch with you and that's just the way that it is like trust your boyfriend if you don't trust with him you know you're not ready to be in a relationship at least with him so i'm saying it ain't a mother it ain't a motherfucking big deal like hot people talk all the time and you might be in love but it's jason momoa hits you up you still gonna hit him back too right are you you gonna you gonna block him (laughs) because you want a relationship right now? well i'm not following jason momoa and I'm not in a relationship right now. Um, That's what I'm saying. But I would, res- I certainly would, out of respect, especially since I am a barely public but somewhat public person. You, you know, are. I would, out of respect, probably not conduct a conversation with Jason Momoa on a private DM. At this point, it's just like anything I have to say to him, we can say out in the <laughs> open. Anything that I need to say to him. We can say out in the open. Yeah, he's cute. He knows he's cute. I don't need to be in his DMs to tell him that he's cute. Honestly, DMs are not for, hey, I like your shoes. That's not what DMs are for. And you know it. DMs they, are That f- happens in DMs. Okay. You, that happens in your DMs. Yeah. Also, like, click on my page and, um, you know, join my music account and get a free t-shirt happens on DMs too. But that's not what is happening on this DM <laughs> I can guarantee you, if you're out there, honey, uh, Ivy, send us the d- snapshot of the DM because you probably took a screenshot. We want to know what the DM actually says. But I'm telling you, look, you're right. You need to trust your partner and there needs to be trust. And maybe it's doomed from the beginning. But I don't think that someone who is DMing, look, the DMs, trouble happens in the DMs. Trouble does not happen out in the open. It happens in the DMs. What do you mean? What do you mean out in the open? Trouble when I when I say out in the opens, I mean communicating just as a comment on the picture, or um, as a okay. as a comment on in in the in the thing that we can all see that all one hundred twenty thousand mm-hmm. of your friends can see that we're all mm-hmm. on the thing. Yeah. Even if somebody's like, "You're hot, daddy." There's a difference between your hot daddy that everyone's saying that in the comments, and right. then uh, oh, let me tell you, you're hot in your DMs. There's a difference yeah. between that. And I don't I care mean, what you I say, just, there's a difference between that. And I understand what you're saying, and you're right, but 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 then if the I end have of the to go into your like, DMs to tell you that you're hot daddy instead of just I like your shoes or I like your music or you're cute, Caswell, in the comments, if I have to go into your DMs to tell you that, that's because I want there to be a little more than whatever there would be. There's a reason that I'm making the decision to go into the DMs. And so that reason is where the trouble starts. That's why Elliot Spitzer is down. That's why, you know, these folks go down because of the DMs. Trouble happens in the DMs. And if you're- So you think he should just not respond? I don't think that anyone who's in a relationship with someone who has a sensitivity about those things should have a carry on a conversation and respond and disregard the sensitivity of their partner. If I am dating somebody who who is in a relationship with somebody who cheated on them with a boxer, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to the boxing game tonight and not talk to him about that. Do you know what I mean? He's got to have a, there's a sensitivity there. And I think that it's important to acknowledge 
and have a conversation mm-hmm. there. And clearly she's feeling uncomfortable about it. Maybe she hasn't brought it up to him yet. But I do, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's important to to acknowledge what your partner, what are we in a relationship for? Just so I can make you jealous and know that you're jealous and say tough titty. No, that's not what a relationship is. You're special. You're more special to me than anybody else. And if we're in a, a relationship where um, it's op- like o- open as in everyone knows about it and I'm claiming you publicly and you're my girlfriend and boyfriend or whoever and that's what I'm telling people and that's what what it is then Mm. then you're more special than other people and that means that you have access to me that other people don't have access to and sometimes whatever if you say something and it and if I know it hurts your feelings I'm gonna go with you just because I don't want to hurt your feelings even if it's something that I wouldn't normally do I don't think it's that deep personally I just think that well why is it right now people are gonna hit you up in your dms and if you just keep it cute and short then that's then that's fine. If you're like making plans to meet up with these people that hit you in your DMs when you have a boyfriend and girlfriend, that's another story. But like some people just want to keep it friendly. Like I might have a boyfriend and then there might be some cute boys like hit me up and be like, okay, thank you very much. Like I don't, I don't necessarily make the move and be like, oh, you look really good too, baby. Wow. But, but I, I, sometimes you just want to like, you know, especially if you're in a situation, I mean, I'm not saying they are, but if you're in a situation which you have fans or people that buy your music or Uh support your career in some way, shape or form, I like to respond back to people and I don't, that's very different. Never try though. to like link up with them. That's yeah, very different. That's very different. That's your job. Your job is to be a public persona. And so I just think it's very different. And to be honest with you, look, look, bottom line is because of the way that the, the world that we live in, women are programmed. You don't have to believe this or know this, but women are programmed to compete for men, which means a sexy hot woman in your man's DMs is just different than two gay guys in a DM. It just is. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that if you trust your boyfriend, you trust your boyfriend. If you don't trust him, you don't trust him. And that has nothing to do with whether or not he's getting any messages in his DMs or whether or not he's still following hot thoughts and model selling waist trainers on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? So if you already trust him, then just trust him. And it is what it is. Like, if he's going to cheat, he's going to cheat with or without DMs. So I think that, you know, let him know how you feel. But I think that you're making a big deal out of something that's probably not a big deal. But if you, if you feel like, if you feel that in order for him to be in this relationship with you, he has to conduct himself a certain way and not respond to DMs and let him know that and set down some rules. And if he can't do it, then maybe you guys just aren't meant to be together. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Because I do think that there's, there needs to be set an expectation. So I completely agree with Caswell. It's important that you communicate. Hopefully he'll respond in a way that's respectful and acknowledge that. But bottom line, if you're already thinking about lit, can't, you're, you're asking, should you end the relationship? If you're thinking about ending the relationship and all that stuff, before you do that, have a good conversation with him. Let it all out in the open. Have a conversation and set up some boundaries. And if he doesn't want to adhere to them, then you kick him to the curb. Because his willingness, his unwillingness to follow the boundaries is a red flag right there. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. It's time to go on to question number two. Caswell, what is it? I'll tell you what it is. Cue the music. <sighs> Dear Kaz and Pep, Pep, this question is more directed to you, but Kaz, obviously feel free to shed some light. I will. (laughs) I am a 29-year-old trans woman living in Philly. I met a guy online about six weeks ago and things are going really well. He's very attractive, he has a very good job, and he treats me with respect, which is hard to find when you are a trans woman. Uh I have a group of trans friends, about five of us in total. We all get together for a Sunday brunch 
and stay in constant communication through group text and emails and phone calls. So we are all up to date on what is going on in each other's lives with relationships and so forth. My issue is I'm afraid to introduce my new man to my group of trans sisters. I'm afraid that he is going to find one of them more attractive than me and then start to set his sights on one of them. Yes, I am a jealous female. Things like this have happened in the past with my group of friends, which has caused some tension in our group. Do you think I should keep my boyfriend away from my friends or do you think I should introduce him to them at brunch one day? Let me know if you've had any experience with this. Thank you very much. Signed, Nina West Ginger Ale. <laughs> okay, Nina West Ginger Ale. Girl, 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 girl. I feel you. I do feel you. And, I, and you know what? I, I hate coming off like this. I hate coming off like, it's like, it's like a cycle. It, the, the world drives you crazy. And then when you react to that, then you just look crazy. And everybody has like, look at you crazy. And so it's, it, you, you're just crazy no matter what. Um, listen, I think ultimately, in order to have a strong relationship, it's, which you can't, you can't force it. It is what it is. I think you need to, um, be able to introduce your partner to your friends. There's a lot of reasons why people don't introduce their partner to uh, their friends, their family, people in their life. And I think those reasons are multiplied with trans people, with trans women. A lot of times there's a, some type of a shame involved. Um, a lot of times there's, you know, just, there's jealousy, there's shame. There's all different types of like, what I would call feelings that are destructive to the relationship. And so I do think it's important in the long run that you're able to like blend in and get along with everybody and introduce them to who loves you. Um, but I can understand this and I do think that it's important to just limit you know, um, have a conversation with, with your partner and let him know how you feel. Um, you know, I've definitely been in the situation before where I was a little hesitant to, to, sh to introduce my new, brand new man to my girls. But I think when it's your brand new partner, maybe that's too soon anyway to, to, yeah. to, to you know, to, to introduce people. You know, we don't even know if the I, relationship going to go more than a week. I think she should still wait. I mean, if it's only six weeks in, it's probably more volatile than mm -hmm. she sees. And mm -hmm. also, like... If this guy is a big chaser and then she has like five super hot trans friends, then he might feel like, oh shit, I just hit the jackpot after I hit this yeah. one and hit up that one and that one. And like, I got to tell really you, this is the way it goes. I, I I don't think I have a single trans girlfriend that I, there is not a single trans friend that I'm, fr girlfriend that I'm friends with that's trans okay. that I've spoken with about this that hasn't been in this situation and that we haven't shared the same dick. <laughs> um, and I don't mean at the same time. I mean, right. there's these guys that <laughs> jump from girl to girl to girl to girl to girl. And mm. even if they're, whether it's casual sex or even if these are guys that are now in relationships with a girl, I can't tell you how many times they're like, girl, I had him. I've been with him. It just is a way, the way it is. And I don't know if it's because... The trans girls are a closer-knit community, and the guys operate, the men operate kind of in the shadows a lot of the times, and they can do... Mm -hmm. And this is the thing. This goes back to that DMing stuff, where every, mm -hmm. everything's all in in the closet and in, un, in the secrecy and in the DMs, and nothing's out in the open. And so mm -hmm. guys can do what they want. 
they can talk to who they want. They can meet who they want. And you'll never know. And half the time, you just don't know. It's not like they're being honest. And so this is, uh, it's a big issue. And so I think there is a little more, when it's when you're trans and it, and you're looking for a relationship, relationships can be harder to come by. The folks that are in relationships are interested in trans people, you know, mm-hmm. are not, it's not like there's a million of them all over the place. It's rare mm-hmm. because of the shame and the stigma that the rest of the world has. And so there's just so much, it's so complicated with the partners of trans people that when you finally find somebody good, you really want to hold on to it and treat it like it's precious gold. And so I can understand that, you know? I think well, I think that she should show her friends at Sunday brunch a picture of her boyfriend. Oh, of course. So she should find, so she should find out if any of them already have slept with them. And that's what we usually do. When we're sitting at Sunday brunch, we're like, okay, who did you go on a date with last night? John, okay, show his picture. And more than half the time, we're like, oh, girl, did he did he tell you about his blah, blah, blah yet? Did you see his birthmark? Oh, I think I left my earring there. Can you pick it up? Like, that has happened. <laughs> And so, right. you know, yeah, that's that's a good idea. And I'm sure she already knows that. Uh. Right. <laughs> but I mean, unless she has any experience, I mean, do you think that even your uh, someone you consider to be a good, good friend of yours that's trans would still be tempted to hook up with your boyfriend or even an ex? Like, do you girls have rules about that? Yeah, we I think we generally do. I mean, look, I. I We've certainly been in situations where we found out, unbeknownst to us, that we've slept with the same person or something like that. But generally, if especially if it's a relationship, we generally try to respect each other's history. And it's just it. I know that like people are people, and you know maybe true love. You'll find true love with my best friend, and and I should just let that be. But you know, in reality, it just feels really, really shitty to yeah. to know that the person that you were dating is now with your friend because it really changed it changes the dynamic of the friendship that you have it changes totally and so we don't the my girlfriends and I don't want to let that happen and so we don't want to let some man try to come in between us and and you know so we 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 don't date um if if I know that even if he's super hot I and I have matched with many of my friends boyfriends current boyfriends and ex-boyfriends on dating apps of course I would go back and tell them but I would never deal with these guys you know what I mean I don't even mm-hmm. like I've matched with them by accident and then like unmatched or blocked and it's just a done right. deal so yeah right and so no yeah I don't you to answer your question I don't think the girlfriends would do anything but the we don't even want this guy thinking that it's a possibility. Just a simple right. flirtation, a simple brush up. Oh, he brushed against my ass can be taken the wrong way. We don't need it. And if he's a jerk, we'll eventually find out. I'd rather find out that he's a jerk without him fucking all my friends. <laughs> I think I'd rather. I think that what I think that what you should do is wait till six weeks turns into six months. And they make some type of dedication to each other in which they talk about monogamy mm-hmm, and sleeping mm-hmm. with each other's friends and things mm-hmm. like that and with her and her boy because she only has to worry about her her boyfriend because i would assume that her friends aren't really going to put the moves they're on not they're him not. if they're good friends right so i'm saying like wait till six weeks turns into six months you and your man are definitely going steady have a little bit more of a foundation have had a few conversations about this and then introduce there's no there's no rush there's no reason there's no reason that you know, your boyfriend really has to meet your friends and be be part of your friends' lives, especially, like, anytime soon. I feel really strongly about that. You're just trying to get to know each other right now. I mean, I'm not saying you can't learn about each other through each other's friends and seeing the relationship that 
each other have with each other's friends. But I think that you can put that on the back burner for now. So don't be in such a rush to show off your man at brunch and just wait at least another three months. I agree. Yeah, that's completely the truth. In addition to that, you know, it's it's important that you're I, I just want to highlight you know, this is not, ne- this is just so that you can get to know your partner and really, really focus on them and focus on the relationship because who cares what anyone else thinks? Your friends will know. It's important that your friends know that you're in a committed relationship with somebody. They're not going to pressure you to meet this person or show them off. They just want to know that you're taking care of and that he's respecting you and that you're in a loving, caring relationship. So figure that out first and then you can tout that to your friends and your friends are going to support it. And um, I think it's fantastic. So congratulations yeah. and you know, it's rare. And so give us an update on that. Nina West right. ginger ale. All right. So hit up the next question. Question number three, Q music. Hey guys, I'm a gay white male writing to you from Sacramento. Let me just be real with you. I am and always have been a jealous person. I'm starting to think this is more of a mental disorder than just a little problem because I feel I've been jealous person since I was a child and I don't know where this stems from. I'm jealous of my friends when they get a better paying job than me. I'm jealous of people on Instagram because they live in more exciting lives and I don't. When I was a little younger, I would find myself talking shit about people that I was jealous of. Now I've learned to keep quiet, but still it builds up inside of me. I don't know what to do. I can't seem to stop comparing myself to other people. So going on social media only gets me more aggravated. Do you have any advice for someone that wants to snap out of their jealous way of thinking? Signed, Jade Club Soda. Jealousy, 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 jealousy. Jade, honey. Uh, I mean, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is kind of the basic advice that everybody gives, which is be grateful and uh, be grateful for what you have Uh and look around you and be grateful that you have your health, assuming that you do have your health, that you have a roof over your head, Uh that you get a job, that you have food in the refrigerator, that you got some weed to smoke, you got a healthy dog, your parents are alive, whatever you have. Everyone has something to be grateful for. So... I think that you should take that into consideration, even though that is the most generic advice that most people would give for this type of problem. However, I do want to say that sometimes jealousy can come in handy. Um, So if you're in a place in your life, well, I'll tell you like this. Okay, so when I was starting my career off in my 20s, and I, pr- I had more of a claw my way to the top type of mentality uh-huh. with things and do whatever I had to do to get to the top. I would find myself getting very jealous and feeling competitive for my peers around me that were also in show business or that were recording, especially other gay out artists, because at the time there weren't a lot of other gay out artists. So when they when they hit a mark of success and um, ac- accomplishments. I wanted to be able to hit the same mark. That's because so, you didn't. You're saying that this was this was a scarcity, and there wasn't a lot of a lot to go around. And these people were getting something that you wanted. Yeah, but you- regardless, regardless, it doesn't matter because like you could be in any situation. You could be your typical, you know, straight white cisgendered female, and still apply this to where you're at as well. So what I'm just trying to say is that like rather than getting jealous and getting angry you taking that jealousy and you getting angry and huffing and puffing and giving you a big headache and you're trying to stay so off social media let that be your fuel to work harder to get to where you want to get to uh-huh. so if you're jealous of your friend because they have a high paying job then do what you have to do to get to a job that you really love that will give you the salary that you want or if you're if you're jealous of someone because they have really nice clothes then do what you then take that energy and sit down and be like what can i do because i just remember like 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 it's, it's when i was really 
really jealous about another and this is very honest like when when another performer that you know they were on the cover of magazine and then i wanted that i would go back and i would be like organize this song and call these producers that i want to work with and make sure i had this video ready and make sure i had these clothes ready for this live show and just to, like make sure i did everything uh-huh. i could do for my career that day so i took that energy and i applied it to myself rather than like you know, getting bad vibes and bad energy towards people or talking shit about people or saying, oh, what are they doing up there? They look like shit when, when they did it, you know? So I, I never really talked too much shit, but I, I found out very early that I could just like take that jealous energy and apply it to myself and and have it work harder. I think that's a sad, that's how most people get really far. I've heard like in a, in a Beyonce interview and she was really uh, honest, but this is an interview like... Over 12 years ago, she had uh-huh. said that sometimes, sometimes, sometimes she hears a song that that another female artist comes out with and she wishes she had that song so bad that she just gets enraged with like a feeling of like jealousy and, and competition. And I thought that was very honest of her. And I think that most people that want to get somewhere in life that look around them and compare themselves to others, which most end up doing at some point in their life, don't really admit that. So I thought that was very real of her. So I and I feel I feel the same way right now. Now I'm in a different part of my career where I know that there's only one me and there's only one Caswell and I'm the only person that has this personality and and thinks like I think. So I know that I can I'm the only one that can deliver it. I you know sometimes I still need to work harder than I do and I need to stay on top of my ass about that. But but when I when I was in my 20s and I was trying to make it, I would take jealousy and uh, and, and apply it to my work ethic to make it work in my favor. And I think that that's what most people that are successful end up doing. So there. Mm, so that's what you think that Jade Club Soda needs to do is just apply some of that energy to yeah. You know, I think I'm going to agree with that. I I don't, I can't really, I mean, I can't say I've spent a lot of time being jealous. Of course, I've definitely been envious of people that are seeing something. I was like, damn, I wish I had thought of that or whatever. But half the time, and this is, maybe this is part of it, just being a creator. I don't know if that is a word that's applicable. Like for me. Yeah. I spend so much, I spend 99.9% of my time thinking about like in tunnel vision I don't even Uh know what anybody else is doing. So occasionally I come up and consume and and see what other, but I don't really spend that much time. And that's probably not the best thing, but it's part of the way, like, of course I do see other people. Probably is the best. But it's the way that I focus. And so, and so, yeah, I think that kind of is the same thing that you were just saying. If you take, if you're focused, if you're, when your energy is focused on building and creating and producing whatever it is that you have to do, using your energy and your talents and your thoughts towards focus on on your goal, then you're not focused on other people. In no way, like when you feel, when your plate is full, you're definitely not worried about what anybody, what anybody else has. When, you're, when your situation is good and you feel stable about what you have or feel content with what you have, then mm-hmm. you're not looking at anybody else. You're just not. Right. I think that's the same in relationships. I think that's the same in in jobs and and career and money and all kinds of stuff. And so and so yeah, I'm going to have to say it's it's rare, but Jade well, <laughs> it's not that rare, but Jade I could, I pretty much agree with everything Caswell says word for word darling so um yeah you know just focus and build up brand new keep us updated and and look you got this nobody else can do it like you can do it so go out and rock it honey yeah baby. and stay off that social media 
<laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks for writing in. Um, all right. Well, that does it for today's show. Ooh, we're going to have to leave you, but we will be back with a brand new show next week. Um, as usual, faces, places, and names have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. <laughs> oh, wait. Tell them where they can find us and what they can do. They can find <laughs> us on uh, It's a Mess Podcast on Twitter. It's a Mess Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to send us your calamity, hit the email button in our Instagram or hit us up at askkazandpep at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew, ew, ew.